Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense. I'm Lucas, and we finally have a full crew tonight with both Chris and Uriah back, and I'm back. Everybody's back, guys. We're back, baby, and it feels good. Right, guys? Heck yeah. Yeah, we're back. Back together again. <laughs> Reunited. It feels the, so good. And the Eagles are playing the Giants this weekend, baby. I can't wait. <sighs> I know you're a Commanders fan, Lucas, but you got to root for the Eagles, right? Hey, you know what? I might be able to be a Commanders fan even more now because Josh Harris might might be putting in a bid for the Commanders, Sixers owner. So that could be interesting. Didn't we tell him not to bring that up? He brought it up anyway. I brought it up anyway because that's that's how I do it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's good to have you guys back. I've been very happy. I've been missing all three of us together. It's been good. It's good. I'm happy. What's new with you, Chris? How you been? Um, not a lot is new with me. Same old, same old. Ready to talk about the Sixers some more. All right. Well, let's let's do that. The Sixers last time they played in LA, the Crypto.com Center, they went in there and they handled business against the other LA team, the LA Clippers. The Sixers won one twenty to one ten. Give you some team stats so everybody can picture how things went. If you did not see the game. The rebounding edge, there was no rebounding edge. Both teams uh, secured 33 rebounds apiece. The assist uh, factor went to the Sixers. They had 25 to 20 for L.A. The Sixers had 12 steals in this game, where the Clippers, uh, they only got four. Turnovers, uh, the Sixers had less turnovers, so they are able to take care of the ball. Uh, shooting percentage, the Sixers shot a lot better uh, from three-point land and from the field. And even the free throw line, the biggest lead for the Sixers was 19. The largest lead for the Clippers was four. And there were uh, four lead changes in this game. So let's go to Lucas first. What stood out to you in this game where the Sixers beat the Clippers? Well, we'll talk about the Clippers here in a minute. So let me focus on the Sixers here. In terms of stats, like Joel Embiid was just another. It's like him getting 40 isn't even shocking anymore. It's It's effortless for him. It's effortless. Like, he doesn't even need to try. 41-9, three assists, two blocks. Tobias Harris has been quietly having a great season. He had 20 points this game, six rebounds, six assists, five steals. Probably his best defensive game of the season, possibly as a sixer in general. James Harden struggled in this game in terms of scoring. Still had nine assists, but only six points. Um, And Maxi came off the bench, saved us in the fourth quarter. Uh, had 22 points total, I think 11 of them, or 10, about double, almost, he doubled his score in the at the end of the game. So, like, kudos to Maxi. He's been taking this new role in stride, and we'll definitely talk about more of that later. But it's just, the Sixers are doing what they need to do. I mean, it could have been a little bit 
you know, more spread out, but you know what? They they were okay. They got they got the job done against a good team. Yeah. I mean look, uh Philly's on a three game West Coast win streak now, which is not necessarily an easy thing mm-hmm. to accomplish. They're three fifths of the way through this trip and they've been winning a lot of games lately. And they're now have sole possession, I believe, of as we're are recording this, of the third seed in the East. They're 28 and 16. Given the volume of injuries that this team has dealt with so far this year, I think that's a pretty impressive place to be. And the Clippers are not as good, maybe, as we thought they would be. They're still trying to find some semblance of rhythm. That's another team that has dealt with injury after injury all season. But they're a good team, and they have a lot of talent. And this was, in general, a pretty impressive win on the road for Philadelphia. Again, Joel. Mm-hmm. Just superstar stuff every night at this point. James, I'm, I'm really not worried about it. You want to see him take more than six shots in 32 minutes most nights? It's, that hasn't really been a frequent issue this season. It's, it's not like last year. Where I think when you got other guys cooking it. like Maxi and Tobias, I think you can live with Harden. You you don't you don't want to see it, but I think you can live with him only taking six shots. Maxi and, and um, Tobias are cooking as well as, as they were that game, along with Joel. Yeah, sure. Um, good point on Maxi. He's been struggling since coming back. This is his best game by a pretty solid margin, 22 points on 7-12 from the field. Uh, 28 minutes off the bench. We'll talk more about the Maxi Melton potential switch thing. Doc City's going to run three different starting lineups depending on matchups, which I think is pretty cool and probably the right way to go with, with this team. But... I mean, end of the day, Maxi played seven more minutes than Melton and was a plus 23 compared to Melton's minus two. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like Melton is replacing Maxi because I just don't think that's going to be the case, especially if Maxi gets back to full speed. Um, really good game from him and Tobias, like you said. Another pretty, like, you know, P.J. Tucker hit two of his three three-point attempts. Uh, I don't want to talk about P.J. You know, he's in the game to guard Kawhi. I think that's why, you know, he's been starting these past couple of nights with Melton. It's for Mm. defensive purposes with Kawhi and LeBron out there. Um, And, yeah, look, good win overall. Clippers are are a good, not great team, but Philly getting getting some momentum now as they head into a pretty soft spot on the schedule these next couple of weeks. We, We could be seeing things, you know, looking up for this team. So before we talk about... The Clippers. I, I, I was talking to Chris before you got on, Lucas, and Jamal Crawford okay. was on TNT, basically downing uh, James Harden, who did not have his best game, as you guys indicated. Mm. But the one thing that is interesting is that the, these analysts, they fail to acknowledge how on fire Harden has been prior to his one dud of a game against the Clippers. I'm just going to throw you, since Christmas, some of the stat lines for Harden, just to remind everybody that Harden mm-hmm. is having a very good season. And, you know, these players, they're allowed to have a, a bad game here or there. So let's look. So 20, 29 and 13, 26 and 13, 20 and 10. Talking about assists for that second stat. 20 and 8, 26 and 8. 17 11 20 and 11 16 15 24 15 31 11 24 13 and then last night he had six points nine assists so for all the haters out there who have this 
this uh, narrative against the Sixers. You know, they still hate the process. They hate Harden. Look, the, the guy is still a top-tier point guard. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. He's yeah. still – I think now that he's played enough games again, I think he's leading the league in assists officially. But, yeah, he's the, one of the best playmakers in the NBA by far. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Clippers for a little bit. Uh, we saw them play, I think, back in December in Philly. They fell apart. The Sixers came back. And then the other night, the Sixers went into their home, their house and walked away with a win. But now that we've seen this team twice with Kawhi and Paul George, my question to you, I'll go to Chris first. Do you think the Clippers are, are a real threat in the West? And do you think they can just turn it on as the season nears the playoffs? Um, I, I don't know about just turning it on. I don't think this is a situation where they're just like waiting to flip the switch. They clearly have quite a lot to figure out. They've not been a very consistent team on either side of the ball this season. And they're, they're, they're a step behind, you know, the Denver's and the Pelicans of the world. I, I think they have some catching up to do. But end of the day, I, I think whenever you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you have a pretty reasonable shot at getting to the level that you need to be at. I, I don't think they're favorites in the West right now. But as, as much as I like the Pelicans and the Nuggets and the teams at the top of the West right now, those are not like juggernaut world-beating teams. And Kawhi is getting healthier. He was very good in this game. 27 points in 36 minutes. He's starting to look more like himself every every night it seems Paul George is a very good player and the Clippers are still a very deep team with a lot of talent on the bench even if it hasn't all gelled together at every point this season so I, I do think they have a chance still to make some noise in the West they have a lot of work to do and it could just continue to fall apart there's there's just as much of a chance that they don't figure it out but um it's a, generally pretty smart to bet on talent in the NBA, and there's not many teams with as much talent as the Clippers. I'm going to respectfully disagree here, and here's a couple of reasons why. Yes, Kawhi starting, is starting to put up Kawhi numbers, but if you watch him, he doesn't look like the Kawhi prior to all these injuries. Um, Paul George has missed a significant time with injuries. I can't, I can't say oh, they're going to be healthy for the playoffs because they haven't been consistently healthy all year long. If one's in, the other one's usually out. Very rarely do we see them together. The other thing that I want to talk about, yes, they're a deep team, but not deep in the type of way that you would hope for. Yes, they have a really good role players, but outside of Kawhi and Paul George, like you don't have that, like that third guy that you can consistently rely on. And, okay, let's think about it. Yes, they have a great center in Zubac. Good center, good solid defender. Outside of him, they don't have a, tr- a really reliable backup. Moses Brown is the quote-unquote backup center. He's been in and out of the G League for the last couple of years. Then they go small. They could go with Rocco, Morris, whoever. But it's just it's not a it's not a great look. I mean, they went small against us with uh, Mont when we had Montrez in, right? Um, so that's an issue. The other issue is it's concerning that they decided to go away from Reggie Jackson to um, what's the kid's name? Um, man, man, Terrence man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man can ball though. He can ball. He's good. Yeah. But like at the same time, if you can't rely on John wall or Reggie Jackson to man the ship and man's like, he's not a true point guard either. He's more of like a, 
just like a wing facilitator type thing. He's not a true point guard. So that's an issue. That's another issue that I think that they're, they're going to run into some playmaking. Yes. You have Paul George and Kawhi to offset it. But like I said in the past, I don't think I can trust them to be healthy for four rounds of a playoff two months. Hey, speaking of, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead, Chris. No, I was saying, I, I, I didn't, I just said they have a chance. I wasn't saying they're like locked to be in the conference finals or anything. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously they have a chance, but I would put that chance at like ten percent right now. I'm not very, I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah, I'm not saying I would not bet on the Clippers to win the West or even get past the first round right now. But they, they have a chance. Probably not the first round. So if if Kawhi can get healthier and back to his old form, him and Paul George. They have a shot anywhere you go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't bet money on them. But, Lucas, real quick, didn't you send me a message about uh, John Wall? He was talking smack on Justin <laughs> Patton. <laughs> yes. And so, then Justin okay. Patton responded, right? Like, I thought yeah, we so, cool. okay, so this, this is, so this is what happened. When John Wall was back in Houston the first year that they were doing the rebuild, Justin Patton, former Sixer, he came over in the Jimmy Butler trade, um, had all but like maybe 15 minutes of play time, but because of injury, Padden was on the Rockets roster that year. And he was starting at center for portions of the year, just because they were trying to tank. And John Wall was just like, clearly they're not trying to win. They were in a rebuild. They get, they're starting freaking Justin Padden on the team. And I, I, he didn't say freaking, but you know what I mean? It's just like, and then Justin Padden's on Twitter. He's like, John Wall, I thought we were cool. Yeah. Yo, I was just That's John so Wall was savage because I saw more of the that interview. John Wall was just savage. He was yeah. just letting it all hang out in that interview, man. It was crazy. Yeah. It's funny. All right, let's go ahead and, and go to the next topic. I forgot my swoosh. Hold on. There we go. Swoosh is back. I miss the whoosh. All right. So okay. James Harden. So uh, Ramona Shelburne, outstanding journalist for ESPN. I love reading all her stuff. Great interviewer. She was mm-hmm. able to get a quote from James Harden related to how James feels about this team compared to teams that he's played with before. And in terms of winning it all, uh, he had this to say to Ramona Shelburne. He said, for the Sixers, yeah, top for sure. We had some really good teams in Oklahoma City, then in the 2018 in Houston. But this team, the Sixers, is definitely the best chance that I've had to win. Now, I'm mm. curious. I'll go to Lucas first. How sincere do you think Harden is in this statement? And is this Sixers team more of a contender than the finals OKC team in the 2018 Rockets? Well, let me just say this. Let's pay attention to which team he didn't say of course he didn't say the brooklyn nets yeah he didn't say the brooklyn nets which i find interesting i mean clearly i don't know if you guys saw but Kyrie took a a subtle shot at james harden recently in the media too was it a shot versus talking about last year versus you it was a fact he clearly was halfway out it was a shot it was a it was a shot it was was a shot anyway observation though but it's still a shot just like how jay just like how john wall was making a factual observation about justin padden it's still a shot at somebody even if it's true okay so so that being said um i find that interesting uh because that 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 uh nets team did have a legit shot to win it all yeah it was hurt but it had a legit shot 
if Durant's foot was just slightly smaller, he they they would have probably won it all. Um, that being said, that being said, let's go back to the actual question at hand now. Is this team better than those two teams? Well, let's look at the Thunder team first. Young, unproven Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins was the veteran on that team, which love Kendrick, but it's Kendrick. Um, and then you got James Harden coming off the bench. He wasn't really allowed to be James Harden as much as he is now, clearly. Um, that team was good. I don't think that team could have ever won a championship just because I don't think Russell Westbrook can ever win a championship because I don't think his play style lends to it. Um, it is a good team. Probably the best team that he was on, to be honest, outside of our team. Um, and then you look at the 08, I mean, 18 um, Houston Rockets team, the Chris Chris Paul team, right? Um, Rockets. That's a that's a really good team, and I know Chris is like smirking in the back because he's just like he's, he's trying to bite to his jump tongue. On you, man. He's ready to jump in, but like in all seriousness, though, I think the the Rockets team was still the it wasn't the personnel because mm-hmm. the personnel was not it. It's just it's James Harden playing out of his freaking mind. Because um, Chris Paul, yes, was an all star, but Chris Paul was starting not to look like Chris Paul. And it was a weird fit outside of that. It wasn't, in talent-wise, it wasn't even close to what the Sixers have. Um, still a really talented team, but they weren't going to get past the the, the Warriors. Just Go not ahead, Chris. Happen. Go in there, man. Time out. Time out. Talent-wise was nowhere near the Sixers. What are we talking about? Okay, let's that, think about it. Let's think about it. Let's see. Statistically, let's talk about it. Might have been the greatest offensive team ever. And Doesn't mean that over. I'm, I'm. Yeah, statistically you are correct, but in terms of actual talent, ta- talent wise, Chris, they they're not close to the Sixers. Chris, James, okay, let's. James and Joel cancel each other out. Okay, James okay, I'm listening. Was better than Joel on that team. Chris Paul was better than James is right now on that team. Capella mm. was better than Maxi was on that team. They have a top wow. three, a truly loaded top three. They have a great cast of role players, PJ at his prime. That was one of the best teams we've ever seen. And they just happened to bump up against the Warriors, who are maybe the best team we've ever seen. Were it not for Golden State, that team would have won multiple championships, A. B, OKC, young improvement. It's still Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, who's very good. Um, like, unproven Kevin Durant got further in the playoffs than Joel ever has. So I'm not <laughs> sure what makes the Sixers proven in that respect. This, Joel is very much unproven in the postseason. That was so. a weak Western conference that year, and you know that. Sure, whatever. That was it's a weak Western Durant. conference. So Chris is not buying Durant. it. You're not the buying Sixers James have had, so Chris. So Chris, so Chris is thinking. Recent years, and the Sixers still haven't so, made the best Has it? Has no. it? I'm willing to hear, but 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 Chris, Chris, you have said the Sixers have failed not because of talent, but but because of coaching. Okay, well, Doc Rivers is still the coach, so that's something we're going to run into. (laughs) Okay, okay, but Uh, we're talking about talent. We're you're talking about a lot of other things. We're talking about overall teams. Does Philly is Philly the best team he's been on? Coach is part of the team. that now, Houston team was way better than you're. You're right. So settle this for us, because I think he. I think in the moment, best teams we've ever seen in the past 20 years, it's like Philly is still figuring stuff out. It's nowhere. I can't, I can't deny Chris has some really valid points, but look at the end of the day, 
he's talking to Ramona <laughs> Shelburne. He's put on the spot. What else is he going to say? No, he, has he to say the it. right thing. Absolutely. But he's right. like lying out of his rear end. Yeah. It's yeah. Nowhere close. Oh, the fact, the fact that, 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 that OKC team, un, unproven, I guess, and young, the fact that they Improving. made it, they, they made got it. To the finals. Yeah, they got to the finals. So that clearly, I, I, I'll say that year was a week. It's Kevin Western Durant. And Westbrook, and and uh, who, who was the center? So Serge Ibaka uh, was good Durant. at the time. No, Serge Ibaka. Prime Russell Westbrook. Uh, Sir, no, Serge was the bat. was a power player. forward, not okay. center. Yeah, that's even. It, it wasn't like Lakers Westbrook guys. This was like prime young Westbrook. He was an amazing player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Harden was just. Please note this speaking. next time we talk about Westbrook here. He is not that the we same go back to now. that clip. Prime Westbrook is awesome. I'm just, no but no, you've talked that. about Westbrook having empty calorie stats before, before this year. You've talked about Westbrook having empty calorie stats. Yeah, for like a couple of years now, but not in his prime. MVP Westbrook was a top 10, 20 player. He was an awesome player. Mm, I'm sorry. It's the Houston team. He was. They're just not as good as that Houston team. It's straight up. It's not even arguable. I don't think. Like, there's no argument that Houston team was better across the board. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think Joel and James Harden wash each other as terms of talent on that team. And then you go to who? Who do? Who did you say? Chris Paul versus James Harden now. I think James Harden is better now. No, I think it's James Harden. Wrong. That's fine. Wow. Okay. Prime mm. Chris Paul was better than this version of James. This Harden. wasn't Prime Sorry. Chris Paul. This was Chris Paul like 33-34. Okay. 33-34-year-old Chris Paul was better than this version of James Harden. Chris Paul a year or two ago was better than this version of James Harden. That's debatable. Was. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, if anything, wow, no. I, okay, not. Chris just has an attachment. CP3 at his best in Phoenix and OKC. Is better than this version of James Harden, who's leading the league in assists right now. Yeah, Chris Paul is leading the league in assists. Like, that's not the argument you want to make. Yes, but James is a better scorer than Chris. Uh, Sure, but that that, and he gets more rebounds. Paul is the more. All right, I think we've. I think this will not be. Uh, This is not going to go anywhere positive if we keep this up. All right, let's go ahead and switch. All right, the Sixers stand in the Atlantic Division uh, second in the conference. I think they're third. They just climbed past Brooklyn recently. The Sixers are 28-16. and 16. We're a little bit past the halfway mark of the season. Wow, things have moved fast, right? So the Sixers, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they got a roll going. Uh, Chris identified their, their win streak, and, and it's a lot to be happy about if you're a Sixers fan. But we need to give grades right now. So we're going to start with the bench, obviously A through F. I will reveal the player. Uh, Chris, you'll go first for the reserves. And then, Lucas, you'll go first for the starters. Let's start with everyone's favorite uh, big man off the bench, out of the mud. Let's go with Paul Reed. Chris, what grade do you give Paul Reed at the halfway mark of the season? <laughs> um, I... You know, it's tough because Doc doesn't play him for some reason. But yeah, whenever we've seen him, he's been by far the best backup center. Um, so, like, I don't, I have no interest in being objective or really thinking <laughs> deeply about this. I'm just going to give him an A and say that Doc should be playing him more. I'll, I'll be slightly more objective. Um, I agree. Doc should be playing him. 
The reason why we don't is because the other guy is good friends with Harden, and apparently they have better offensive chemistry. That's debatable. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Paul Reed a B plus. All right, fair enough. Let's go to everyone's favorite defensive specialist, who too does not get as many minutes as I think he should get. Batiste Thibel, Chris, uh, what are you going to give him at this point? I'll give him a B. I think he's been really good. Probably what? should be playing more. We talked about this last. Yeah, no, that's hit. probably yeah. He's like that's a, actually he's probably better. Yeah, so I'll give him a yes. B. Yes, he had a rough start to the season where he was probably at like an F for me, but now with the recent play when he does play, I think I think it's bumped him up to a B. Uh, B minus. I'll say B minus. Okay. Shocked. Does that make you feel good, Uriah? He just made my week. I, I think I'm uh, there. You go. Gonna go out and celebrate tomorrow. He, so let's go with uh, okay. chickies. Yeah. Um, that was a good time, by the way. That was I, a good time. Uh, yeah. For it. those that don't know, um, me and Uriah got, uh, met up during the uh, holiday season, and we got to go hang out at Chickies in Philly. Right yeah. The, yeah. We got Wells we, Fargo. So we saw the Sixers get blown out. Uh, the by the Pelicans, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so let's go with uh, someone who's fallen out of the rotation who I believe deserves minutes over Tucker, but that's neither here nor there. But Daniel House Jr., Chris, what grade do you give him at the halfway point? Guys, let's be honest. He, he's pretty thoroughly been terrible. So I'm going to give him an F because he has wow. not – I don't think he has earned minutes over. Wow. Like, I think he's been bad. So, wow. I'll be – uh, no, like we were wrong. It's okay to admit when we were wrong. Before I mean, yeah, I mean he wasn't. He was definitely not worth contract. losing a second round pick over. But like, yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't give him that much picks, of a back. But he's he's uh, not good. I'm well, gonna say what has he deserved? He's. I I think he's like look. I don't think anymore. he's been terrible. He has been a solid defender when he's been in there. Offensively, he struggled. That's fair. Guess what? Matisse Thibel struggled at the beginning of the year, too. He's just been struggling all year, which is not great. But, like, you know, he is a switchable defender, which is better than what most teams have. So I'm going to give him a C- minus because I think the, uh, there are have been games where he has played subjectively well. So I'm going to give C- him a C-. Minus. C-? minus. That's a passing grade. Okay, that's fine. Sure. I'm, a, I'm a generous teacher. What can I say? All right. All right, Big Bang Niang, the three-point specialist. Chris, what grade do you give him? A for awesome. A for it awesome. has been awesome. I'm going to give him A minus. Okay. I and I do want to note he's been closing games a lot more recently. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he, he is, he's, he's stepping outside of his comfort zone with the three-point line, doing trying to do a little bit more, and and I, I'm happy for his progress because that only makes us better. Let's go to uh, – I'm going to go out of order here. Let's do Montrez Harrell. Chris? Uh, um, you know, uh, objectively speaking, he's been better lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, like, not the worst option ever. We probably overstated his poor play a little bit early in the year. I'll give him, like, a, a D plus. C minus even to pull out the Daniel House grade. Uh, I'm going to give him a I, C. I'm, 
I'm going to give him a C plus because, like you said, he's been playable. Yeah. He's been playing. The issue is that he's not. Is that there's a better option on the team? Not that he's been egregiously bad. That's like yeah. That's that's objectively. Paul Reed is better than him. Not that he's doing anything specifically wrong. Yeah. You know. No, that's. I think that's a fair analysis. Yeah. All right. I think I know where you guys are going with this next player, DeAnthony Melton. First season. Okay. So so hold up, Chris. Before you start, I got we got to talk about DeAnthony Melton because. Like Chris said, Doc Rivers has three starting lineups. I don't know how much we're going to see a variation with Maxi not starting over Melton moving forward because Doc likes to have himself that that solid sixth man that can score a lot off the bench, usually a guard, a.k.a. Lou Williams, a.k.a. Jamal uh, Crawford. I don't think that's the best choice, but it looks like it's happening, and Melton started more than he's not started this season. So, Uriah, with all due respect, I think we need to switch it around and have Maxi well, so in the have, next unit. so have Tucker and Maxi. They've also started more than they have not started. But, oh, Tucker, no, tuck, no. Tucker no, Tucker's coming. game he's played in. No. What I'm saying is, is that Melton's been a starter more than he's been a reserve. Well, so Tucker. have Maxi and so have Tucker. But, like, and okay, Tucker. They have. Okay, but like Maxi missed a lot of games too, and recently Doc has know, been using but... him as a backup. Okay, you're right. Break break this tie for us. What are we doing? Let's just go with Melton. Okay, <laughs> Melton's right. on the bench according to the list that he submitted. I, I think mm-hmm. it's fine. I think Maxi will move back to the starting lineup sooner than I later hope so because he's too good to come off the bench. Um, for Melton again, it's like he's just I give him an A because he's exceeded expectations across the board. He's been one of the best defensive guards in the NBA, and he has been a pretty remarkable spot starter for a team that's been hurt all season. So there's really not a lot to drag him for, so I'd give him an A. Yeah, A sounds good to me too. One of the best defenders in the NBA. I think he's like first or second in steals. Um, Solid three-point shooter. I think when he was starting, he was averaging like 15 as a starter. So I think overall it was a good move. I think A is a solid grade. So for Jaden Springer, what are we thinking? Like A plus? Get off your island, Chris. Nobody else is there. So, yeah, let's get to the the nitty-gritty, the starting lineup now. (laughs) And uh, let's just, you know, call it what it is. P.J. Tucker, I, I can anticipate where we're going Lucas, what grade would you give P.J. Tucker at this point? <sighs> Maybe I'm being mean here, but he's looked slow on defense. Offensively, he's not attempting nearly as many shots. I mean, if we're grading locker room presence, A+, plus, but we're not. So I'm going to give him a D. I, I agree. I think it's Yo, what? Weird to, <laughs> I, I think it's weird to give Daniel House a – a C minus if we're handing Tucker a D, but sure. He's it's not my grades. Good. Yeah, it just makes no sense, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I gave up completely on Doc Rivers, I guess a couple of games ago when he couldn't read the tea leaves and he still has Tucker starting. And and I think we lost a game. Well it's three different starting lineups, Uriah. They're they're gonna switch well, based on is, is it really though? Is it really well, look, I get wanting PJ to guard LeBron and Kawhi. It makes sense in 
I think at this point you could argue Tobias could probably do just as good of a job. Yeah, I guess, but you're paying Tucker to defend those guys. Well, we can talk about if we talk about Daniel House being a mistake. I think we should be able to talk about Tucker being a mistake too. We've had that conversation. Yeah, Tucker. I'm not giving Daniel House a C minus. You are. Oh, I I I think he hasn't been as bad as you think. But all right, let's let's look at. There's a positive player at least. He was doing really well until he started telling people to tell a friend a friend that he was the amazing shooter. Since that comment, he's his shooting has dropped off a cliff. But anyway, we all love Tobias Harris, great locker room guy, going to run for mayor of Philadelphia one day. I I could see it. Uh, Lucas, what grade do you give Tobias Harris? Hey. Hey, look, I think he's played the best he can in the situation. He's a third option almost, third or second option on most teams. He's been relegated to the fourth option, and he's been spectacular, taking it like a champ, accepting whatever role. Sometimes they need him to be a spot-up shooter. Sometimes they need him to be the second option if you're if we're injured. Like He's been fantastic. I have nothing but praise for Tobias Harris, and he's been playing defense. Nothing but praise. Yeah, I agree. I'll give him an A. Good stuff. All right. Uh, now we're going to go to Maxi, but but first we have to uh, pull back some a layer of, of what could be a little deceitfulness on behalf of somebody, uh, probably Doc Rivers, who claimed Ooh. that Maxi, who we're about to give a grade to, uh, reached out to him and basically volunteered to go back to, to go to the bench. And then after the most recent win, they were asking him in the press conference about his role changing. And Maxi, in so many words, said, I'm a starter in this league, but I'll do what I have to do for this team. So you guys want to comment on that real quick about Maxi and, and the Doc comments conflicting? Look, Doc Rivers has been like caught lying to the media before back when he was in L.A. I'm not. I'm not surprised by this. Maxie's a great person and a good person, so he's taking this like a champ. Um, good for Maxie. It, it might, and I don't know if it's the right move for the team. It's a worth, like I said last podcast with Chris. It's worth a look. It's w- worth a look to see how Maxie does as as a six man. Um, but Doc, that's not a good look for you at all. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm as willing as anyone to take a shot at Doc, but are we? Did what Maxie say really like conflict with what Doc said? Uh, really, I mean, it sounds like it. If Maxie, you're saying, if you Maxie think, said, that, if you think that you're a starter in this league, you don't offer your starting job to somebody else. Maxie if you said, think you're yeah, a starter, and in this Doc league. made it seem, Doc came out and said that Maxie reached out to him. The way Tyree that Maxie, Tyree said he felt like it was trending in that direction. That he's willing to do whatever to help the team. Sure but that doesn't mean that he reached hand. out. I don't know. I don't know. We, I don't we know, have man. no way of knowing. We cannot yeah. see their phone history. But, I, I mean, it doesn't – I don't really know if it's like Doc getting caught red-handed as a liar. But I'm not saying know. that he did. But, I mean, if if it talks like a do- duck and walks like a duck, it doesn't mean – it means that it's not a mongoose. i tell you what would be hilarious if someone like could be Derek, goose, Derek, if Derek Bodner or somebody – put uh doc on the on the carpet and was like so doc uh there's some conflicting uh you know ideas going on about who reached out oh, to who and doc and then doc doc would be like you know so i can't defensive. answer i can't answer that right now i don't know how to answer that right now 
<laughs> you want to ask Benson this question to Greg Popovich? Yeah. Would you ask Pop that? Yeah. Would you ask? Well, Pop here, that? here's what I'll say. Doc did also say that it's not really changing the amount of minutes that Tyrese plays. It's just That's when true. He plays them, yeah. Which has objectively been true. He's playing more than Melton still, and more than PJ. So it really is not, like it, how Tyrese views it personally is probably the most important thing. But it's not mm-hmm. really changing Tyrese's role much beyond when he's out on the floor. It's as long as he's like there to close games. That's the most important part. Yeah. So I, I do not think it's like some big demotion. It, it's just trying to see which lineups work when mm-hmm. in certain points of the game. Which and I to be and to be fair to Doc, Tyrese and James Harden are terrible defensively, and it yeah. does hurt the team when they start. And until Maxi can get back to his like borderline All Star self on a consistent basis, that's just too much of a deficit to really deal with. So what grade do you give Maxi Lucas? I'm going to give Maxi. See, the injury kind of messed up his rhythm and hurt his... Uh, I'm going to give him an A-, minus, just because like it's taking him a minute to come back. Oh, Uriah, your video's gone. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I would give him an A-. minus. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right to me. He was really good before the injury and has struggled since, but that's not really his fault. Everyone... The most part struggles when they get back from a foot injury. So, except for Joel, apparently he comes back even better in so better shape. Joel, yeah, is, yeah. Maxi, um, Maxi gets a uh, an A for me just for this quote. I guess he got it from his dad. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. What what a great line. Maxi is like a role model, man. I, I love. He, Plus he, he just got a new sneaker deal, New Balance. You guys see it? I heard about it. Yeah. I like it. They're fire. They're not like the, just the regular N on the side of the sneaker. It's like, it's fire. It's fire. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to James Harden. What grade do you give him, Lucas? Whew. That's that's the tough one, I guess, huh? Is it well, really? You know, I, I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not the most exciting content to just sit here and hand out A's to everyone, but he has been objectively, I think, better than most people expected coming into the season. Right? He's at yeah, least like, lived up to expectations. Yeah, He's much better than he was last year. Aside from the Clippers game, his scoring has been up. His efficiency has been up from three-point range. Him and Joel have turned into basically the most productive two-man game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing off of each other better than ever. It's more Joel playing off of James than James playing off of Joel, but it, like, they're going to okay. crush the... Like no one's going to score more points off of assists than Joel off of James' assists. Like that, that two man yeah. game has just been murdering teams laying games. Mm-hmm. So we got to remember like, James is not going to be James Harden from Houston, but he this James Harden yeah. is still pretty James pretty from Houston who was better than Joel. Um, anyways, not to bring it back to that. You did point that I made. You did. Um, you did. You did. Yeah, that. I'll give him an A. He's playing great. Yeah, and then another thing you have to, yeah, you have to put it into perspective and know that, like Lucas was saying, he's not the old Harden that he used to be in Houston. He's he's older. He's a little slower. He's he's never been a great defender, but as far as playmaking ability, he's one of the best in the league to do it. He can score at at will, pretty much. Uh, he you know turnover prone, but that's what happens when you handle the ball as much as he does. Mm-hmm. I, I would give him an A, but let, let's go to Embiid. I think this is a no-brainer 
uh, Lucas? A plus. A plus. Okay. A plus. He's an MVP candidate for a reason. Yeah, I mean, there are ways to nitpick, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, Chris. Don't be that guy. It's not been his best defensive season, but I'll give him an A+. I mean, look, the guy's, like, second-leading scorer in the NBA, averaging, like, 33 points a game. I'm, like, if his defense takes a slight step back, I'm I'm not, like, crying a river over it. Yeah. And we know when he needs to, he can step it up defensively, so. He's a much better defender than the other 30-point-per-game scorers. For the most part. Well, I don't know if that's explicitly true this season. Durant and Tatum have both been really awesome on defense. But yeah, Charles no, awesome. I'll give him an A+. Plus. Yeah. It's fine. All right. So those are the, the grades for the players. Last mm. one before we go. What grade do we give Doc Rivers? Chris, you go first. Uh. Okay. So look. Let's, again, just look at objective fact here. As much Can as we... we all hate Doc... The Sixers are the three seed. They're winning a lot of games lately. Joel and James have meshed quite well over the past couple of weeks. The Sixers have, you know, weathered a pretty monstrous storm of injuries to still be the three seed within striking distance of the two or one seed. And, like, the the offense is not an issue. The defense is an issue at points, but it's overall been pretty good. Statistically, like, there's not a lot of room for complaints. Given the hand that Doc has been dealt injury-wise, they've been pretty remarkably solid and consistent. So, And he's shown some flexibility this year. He's shown flexibility. He's like, I'm using three different starting lineups now. That's pretty cool and not something that most coaches are willing to try. So And he's actually... follows through on that, but, like... Mm -hmm. The Montrez thing is sucks, but if that's the only mistake your head coach is making, that's truly agreed. And it's not. But okay, in his defense, if like it's a really bad matchup for Montrez, like the Raptors, he won't play Montrez. Doc is not the only coach in the league who would play Montrez over Paul Reed. There are other coaches who do the same thing all the time. It's it's not, you know, Doc has been pretty good this year. I'd say so. Like B plus, A minus, like. I don't like him as, as, you know, I'm with everyone else who's, like, tired of Doc in general, but... I thought you were going to give him a It's kind of a hard G. to find objective... I, I thought he was going to give him a bad grade, too. Um, like, I'm what, gonna... well, like, what can we actually complain about other than just not locking... I can, like, I can he's lying in press conferences again, <laughs> so maybe that's an issue, but, like, he's been good. So, B um, is what I'll give him. I'll give him a B. I, I've, like... Chris is right. He's done pretty good with the hand that he's been dealt. I would still fire him, but B plus. <laughs> <laughs> On your way out the door, here's your grade. You got a B. Man, I feel bad for when you have kids and they come home with like a B plus and they still get in trouble. I'll give him a I'll give him a B minus just because he's not playing Reed and he still has uh, PJ Tucker. Well, uh, he'll play Reed in certain matchups. Like if it's a really bad matchup, he'll play Reed. Look, man, the issues Montrez. we've been having with rebounding, you put you put Reed in there. I don't think Reed fixes there. all those problems, though. He rebounding? will help. Have he will help, many? but I don't. No, 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 I don't know. I'm not saying that Reed won't help, but he's not the only issue there. The issue is Reef that power aside. forward, not center, for rebounding. Reef aside, Reed is basically the best bitch player on the team beyond Melton. Like. Maybe, um, and then it's Paul Reed. I think like he's objectively. You, uh, I don't. I don't know if I. I would say that. I think Shake Milne's been better this season. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Shake. 
fourth best, whatever. Did we give Shake a grade? Did we forget Shake? I first I forgot Shake. Oh man, I knew I forgot somebody. I I dropping the ball now. Why'd you have to bring that? I was trying to move. A plus. A plus, yeah, A plus for Shake. And Shake is my guy, so yeah, I I would give Shake. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. All right. Brought up Springer. I mean, we're not. We he hasn't been playing a game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let's head out. All right. All right. To all the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in to the Sixer Sense podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow along if you can. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And as always, again, thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sixer Sense. Give us five stars on all those platforms if you feel compelled to it help us out leave a review let us know what you want us to talk about and until next time go sixers go birds birds talk to you soon mm-hmm. not the commanders by the way the birds <sighs> everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.